Hello and welcome to another episode of the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Laura Pfeiffer, naturopathic doctor. Today is another video from an Instagram live I did all about stress and anxiety. I wanted to post it here so that you could have the ability to uh, listen as well as watch the episode. Today I am talking about everything related to stress and anxiety, including blood sugar balance, gut health, nutrient deficiencies, and I'm also giving you some acupressure points you can do at home to help relieve stress and anxiety. Listen up. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. I'm just going to wait a couple seconds before I get started here. Um, so if anybody wants to join to listen to the live, then I'll just kind of give a couple seconds for that. Otherwise, if you can't um, join for whatever reason, we can, uh, well, the replay will be left up till tomorrow. So um, for those just joining, I am talking about anxiety today, stress and anxiety. And that's something that's obviously kind of heightened at this point in time. But it's something that I deal with all the time. Um, People have anxiety in their everyday lives. And so a couple things I want to give today, I actually want to give you some acupressure points that you can actually do at home to help relieve some of that stress and anxiety. Uh, And I want to talk a little bit about other things that can be underlying with your anxiety. So um, first off, if you missed my live yesterday, I was talking about gut health and basically pillars of your immune system. So sleep, stress, and gut health and kind of dove into gut health a little bit more. And so kind of stemming off anxiety, gut health can be a big player when it comes to anxiety and those that suffer from anxiety. A lot of people don't realize that your gut is involved in making your serotonin. So that is a neurotransmitter that we need. And so if your gut health is off in any of the ways I described yesterday, so things like inflammation from food sensitivities, uh, if you're not eating the right nutrients, if you have imbalanced gut bacteria, uh, then you're not going to be making that serotonin to help with your mental health. So gut health is another is one reason why you can be suffering from anxiety. Another reason that I often see, and I would say this is probably um, the most, if not one of the most common reasons I see patients suffering from anxiety, and that is that they don't have balanced blood sugar. And so basically what happens, a lot of people don't realize when you eat something, your blood sugar goes like this. So you eat your food, you absorb it, your blood sugar kind of goes up, and then it goes back down. And so what that looks like from a mood perspective is if you're eating something that's your blood sugar's going up and it's falling back down and it goes up and it falls back down, then you're going to be irritable and you're going to feel moody and you might feel out of control and you might feel anxious and get palpitations and things like that. So balancing your blood sugar is the number one tool that can start helping your anxiety. And I often just do this from a dietary perspective. So when we're looking at balancing our blood sugar, 
the tools that we're looking to um, use in this are mainly fiber and protein. And so what we're looking to accomplish is we want to eat something. We want our body to absorb it like this. And so we don't want those spikes. We don't want to eat something. Our body absorbs it. It's already absorbed and done. And then we kind of crash back down. And that's when we're going to have those cravings. That's when we're body, our body, our brain is going to crave those really, um, easy bioavailable sources of sugar. So they want that that donut or that cookie or whatever else because your body knows, okay, if I get simple carbohydrates, I'm going to have that blood sugar brought back up to where it was really quickly because it's just dropped really quickly. And so what I tell people, often people will say to me, okay, so does this mean I shouldn't have bananas? Does this mean I shouldn't have fruit? Um, what should I be eating? And what I tell people is something like a banana is not something I usually recommend you eat by itself. You have to look at how you're pairing your foods. So again, if we look at the main goal of trying to achieve a blood sugar balance that's like this, then we really need to think, okay, fiber, do I have protein? And how can I add that in? So something like a banana, I like to add peanut butter or nut butter, or you can actually make, I've seen a lot of foodies make like banana sushi where they take a banana, they'll put nut butter and they'll sprinkle hemp hearts on top. And so you have your healthy sources of protein, you have fat, you have a little bit of fiber. Um, I always like to say I add flaxseed to anything I can, whether that's sprinkling on a salad or um, anything else. But if you can add it to fruit, if you can add it with berries, if you can add it to a smoothie, you just have to look at, think about it in a way of using this flaxseed as like a thickening so that your blood sugar is moving like this as opposed to moving like this all day long. And so when we look at refined carbohydrates, that's what it's going to do. When we have a bagel with butter, when we have a bagel with cream cheese, we are just spiking our blood sugar. It's dropping back down. Um, I love a good bagel, but do you ever realize or wonder why when you eat a bagel, you feel like, okay, that was a decent meal. And then an hour later you are starving and it's because your blood sugar is just dropping. And so a lot of the times, if you are somebody who suffers from anxiety, uh, your blood sugar needs to be balanced. That's the number one thing we need to look at. So I always start with breakfast, um, whether you're intermittent fasting or not, uh, because intermittent fasting can have benefits for blood sugar stabilization. It's just a matter of, I think it's individual. I think that when we look at somebody, if we're deciding whether or not intermittent fasting is right for you, looking at their stress picture tends to tell me a lot and it tends to give me an idea as to whether or not intermittent fasting would work for them. So what I mean by that is, when somebody has a really stressed uh, picture and they're always really stressed, I don't often recommend uh, intermittent fasting for that kind of person because your cortisol levels may make you feel really crappy and that's just kind of simply put. But for some people, intermittent fasting is a really great way to help stabilize their blood sugar. In patients who have PCOS, this is especially important because they actually have a uh, genetic predisposition to this blood sugar dysregulation. And so when I'm treating my PCOS patients, I'm always looking at how can we regulate blood sugar? And that often foundationally starts with diet. And obviously we use different supplements depending on the circumstance, but that's why that's partly the reason why a lot of women with PCOS will also suffer with things like anxiety and depression because their blood sugar is out of control. And so that's kind of the first thing. If you have anxiety and you look at your breakfast and you take, okay, what did I eat this morning? Ask yourself, did you have protein? Did you have fiber? 
Did you drink water or did you just drink coffee? Um, those are some things that we can foundationally just add to our day or change up in our day that can make a huge, huge difference. So if we're looking at your coffee, for example, okay, so look at your coffee. What do you put in your coffee? Are you having coffee? You're running out the door. You're eating a plain bagel with butter and you're putting a sugar, a milk and a sugar in your coffee. You look at that and you're like, okay, where's the fiber and where's the protein? pretty much nowhere. So how I would alter that to make that a better breakfast is I would not get rid of the coffee. I love coffee, um, but I would up level your coffee. So whether you're going to add, uh, have a bulletproof coffee. So adding things like butter, or MCT oil, sounds gross. It's actually quite delicious. If you haven't tried it before, I recommend trying it, but up leveling your coffee in that way. Even if you need to have a bagel, if you're, ba if you're craving a bagel, let's up level your bagel. Let's have that with an egg. So at least we have some protein. Let's, uh, I don't know, have some flaxseed on it. Uh, let's add a nut butter instead of butter. Uh, that sort of thing. Just making sure you're looking at your, taking inventory of your diet and saying, do I have healthy fat? Do I have fiber? Do I have protein? Things like avocado, um, that'll add a healthy fat. That'll help with your blood sugar balance. Um, if you're having vegetables, drizzle it with olive oil, extra virgin olive oil will help get those healthy fats in. And all we're looking to do again is to contribute to that stabilizing of your blood sugar throughout the day. So that's number one. If you suffer from anxiety and you look at your diet and you can't see lots of protein or fiber paired with a lot of your refined foods or your high sugar fruits. So things like berries actually have a really low glycemic index. And so you can have things like berries on their own. Um, sometimes if I'm just having berries, I'll like sprinkle hemp hearts just because that adds extra fat and fiber and protein. So it's just good. But they actually have a quite low glycemic index. So they're not that bad. But if you're eating a banana, ask yourself, kind of what else can I eat? Can I grab a banana and a boiled egg? Can I add nut butter to it? What else can I do to kind of beef up or like level up my meal to make it include things that will help support my blood sugar? Um, so that's kind of my spiel on blood sugar balance. And that's an, a really common reason for anxiety. And I find especially in women because a lot of my female patients don't eat enough protein. And so when we do a diet diary and we really look at things, that's the number one thing I find is where's your protein? Uh, where's your fiber? A lot of women, actually most people, aren't having enough fiber in their day at all. Um, so we need to be having enough fiber. And so when you look at that, you need to take inventory. Hi, Christina. Um, you have to be taking inventory on what types of fiber are you including? Fruits and vegetables, yes. But look at it as we need an average of about 25 grams a fiber a day. So kind of look back on what types of things you're eating. And if that's just a fiber one bar, that's not enough. Um, and oftentimes we have too much sugar and things like that too. The problem is, is a lot of fiber supplements people don't like. And that's why I tell people add flax in anything you can, especially women. I mentioned this yesterday because it's great for um, blood sugar and it's great for hormone health and all of those sort of amazing things. So up level your meal, always think about ways that you can up level your meal. So fiber, protein, Canadian toasters, hi. Um, so we're talking about, for those who just joined, we are talking about balancing your blood sugar and how that relates to anxiety. And so a lot of times in a lot of my patients, we see anxiety. I see um, stress and anxiety. And then I look back at these women and I'm saying, what are you eating? I'm not seeing any fiber. I'm not seeing enough healthy fat. 
and I'm definitely not seeing enough protein. And so those are the ways and we can sit that we can simply help with anxiety. And so that's that. I mentioned, um, for those of you who just joined, I mentioned gut health and making sure that we can regulate our gut health in ways that increase and improve serotonin production. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that we need for mental health. How much flax or any other fiber? So I always say uh, baseline for flaxseed. Uh, so flaxseed is two tablespoons. And so that's what I usually add. That's how I usually start with um, that. I always add, so two tables of flaxseed. Um, for my smoothie, let's say, I'll do my berries, I'll do collagen powder, I'll add two tables of flaxseed and then about two tablespoons of hemp hearts, um, maybe dash a little bit of cinnamon in there. Cinnamon is also another amazing thing to add for blood sugar regulation and maybe some water and then blend it up. A handful of spinach is really good as well. So two tablespoons tends to be the across the board. You can certainly have more if you want, but uh, from a hormone standpoint, I am a naturopathic doctor. Um, where does your mother-in-law practice? But yeah, so anyways, um, adding, in, adding in protein, adding in fiber, those are kind of the, the cornerstones of when we look at anxiety and we look at, oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so when we look at anxiety and depression, uh, that's kind of where I start. I start by balancing blood sugar and kind of keep uh, starting there because diet is always foundational. Supplements are amazing to add, but we need to make sure we have diet on lockdown. Um, we need to start working towards diet because you can take all the supplements in the world, but if you are not eating enough fiber, protein, healthy fat, and you're eating just like bagels and sandwiches all day, you're not going to feel good. Um, another thing in terms, so I kind of rambled on about blood sugar balance, but it is honestly one of the most common things I see. Uh, another thing I actually wanted to add is breakfast options. A lot of people kind of get in a rut when it comes to breakfast options. And I often recommend smoothies and, um, I do like smoothies. I will be completely honest in the winter. I can't drink a smoothie because I can't have a cold breakfast in the winter. It's just already cold and it's just, it's too much. So I like to give tips on kind of things I do for breakfast because I'm saying protein, 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 but I'm not really giving any tools for that. So um, my first recommendation is always if you eat eggs, I always kind of redo like a batch of boiled eggs so that those are kind of ready to go. So if you're kind of grabbing something really quick, uh, sometimes I'll even take like a sprouted green piece of bread and I'll uh, chop up an egg and put it on top. Egg avocado toast is good. Uh, anything you can add hemp hearts if you're just kind of quickly running out the door. Um, it's really hard to get fresh veggies or green powders. We can add your smoothies. So I actually uh, saw not too long ago, there was a greens powder at Costco um, that I liked to add. Um, another thing I've also talked about in the past is when, um, I don't know if it's at Costco anymore, but the brand was called Pact, P-A-C-K apostrophe D. And they came with pre-made smoothie, like fruit and veggie mixes, and they came with like energy packs. And so you could add it. Those had things like spirulina and chlorella, and there was a greens that actually had a mix. So those were pretty amazing. But any greens powder really that uh, I always look at well.ca uh, if you're in Canada, um, Costco is always a good resource. Oatmeal. That's a... Honestly, an amazing question because so many of my patients 
are eating oatmeal and they don't really know kind of how to do it. You hear bad things, you hear good things. Anybody who's on keto obviously thinks oatmeal is horrible. I have a few things to say about oatmeal. Number one is if you are buying the oatmeal that is at, I don't know, the pre-made Quaker in the packages that you like add water to, those are terrible. Um, the reason why is because when you look at the ingredients, there's gonna be a whole ton of sugar. I always say that adding something sweet, adding sort of uh, any sort of like sweetener is okay when I'm talking like maple syrup or sugars or things like that. It's okay as long as you can control the amount of sugar you're adding to something. So when we're looking at something like oatmeal, oatmeal has beta-glucan beta fiber in it. And so what that does is it basically slows down the absorption of sugar. So that is great for blood sugar balance. But if we're taking something like the Quaker pre-made oatmeal that has all of those sugar in it, it's like maple, maple, cinnamon, whatever, and there's really not a trace of real cinnamon in it, and there's other stuff that we don't really recognize, then that's not gonna be good for your blood sugar. The other thing is, is a lot of or these pre-made oatmeal packs are not adding in any sort of fiber or any other extras. So what I would say is with the oatmeal, see if you can either, again, level up your oatmeal that's already pre-made or make your own. So if you already have a pre-made oatmeal, I say to people, okay, can you add a nut batter, butter? Can you add flaxseed? Can you add hemp hearts? Can you add, uh, like try to add certain things, add berries to, for blood sugar. Can you add more cinnamon? Um, basically, if you can add things that are making it heartier, making it have more protein, making it have more fiber, then you're gonna be able to last longer throughout the day. Your blood sugar is gonna be like this, and then you're gonna be okay. So. If you do have pre-made oatmeal, then that's not the worst thing ever, but add hemp hearts, add flaxseed, add nut powder, um, add nuts, things like that to try and make it just better. And then if you can make your own oatmeal just by using, I don't know, you can even use quick oats. Uh, Costco recently had the fermented sprouted uh, oats. They're really, actually really good. You do have to soak them for a little bit longer, but making like an overnight oats is a really good idea there. Again, I always make it, I do add maple syrup, but then I'm also adding, as I'm controlling the amount I'm adding. So there's a difference in when you're adding it and you're able to control, um, you're able to control the amount of sugars that you're adding. So you make your oatmeal, you add your water or whatever else, and then add the extra stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll say about oatmeal. Um, the other thing, the reasons why you can be having anxiety can be deficiencies. So obviously when I'm looking at anxiety, I look at the presentation. I usually get my patients to fill out a uh, questionnaire. So I use the GAD-7. It's basically a standardized uh, questionnaire to monitor your anxiety because when we have things, um, when we have any issues, I like to see, okay, what's our baseline? And then we do treatment. And then how are we, how are we checking up? How do we know things are getting better? Because you could have anxiety and things improve and then you have a really bad day and that day is your appointment and now you're like nothing's better i'm worse everything is awful but then we actually look at the the gad 7 and we look at the questionnaire and we see that things have improved overall so i like to look at things kind of from a standard standard um checkpoint so i can see how changes have happened and so when i'm looking at doing baseline blood work i look at things like thyroid function full panel thyroid function. I look at B12. I look at iron. Um, I look at vitamin D because if you are deficient in any of those things, then that can cause anxiety. 
uh, before it just being called anxiety. Like before we treat you from an anxiety standpoint, we need to make sure that any nutrient deficiencies aren't underlying all of these. The next thing is looking at a hormonal cause. So looking at your anxiety, if it's um, by, before your period or on your period or that sort of thing, if you mostly suffer from anxiety during PMS, then what does that mean from a hormonal standpoint? What do your periods look like? Are they heavy? Are they irregular? Are you spotting between periods? Is it just that two weeks before um, your period that you tend to get that flare up of, of overwhelming anxiety and is it how long does it last for and are you on birth control because birth control has also been shown to increase anxiety and depression so a lot of factors kind of piece together when we're looking from a holistic perspective of wh where's this anxiety coming from um I mentioned thyroid. And so the last thing obviously is external things that are going on. If you have anxiety because of what's going on in the world right now and um, things that you may be dealing with personally from a financial standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, that can be really, really tough. And there's no iron that'll fix that. So we really do need to work on things that happen from an external perspective. We need to talk to people. Um, if you don't already have a social worker or a therapist or psychiatrist or whoever you need to speak to, that is a great outlet as well. Um, but I wanted to show you guys some things. We're kind of all at home right now. I wanted to talk about some acupressure points that you can actually do at home uh, to kind of help with stress and anxiety. Oftentimes, once we go through, obviously, all of the things I just went through, gut health, blood sugar balance, checking your thyroid, B12, iron, uh, vitamin D, all those things to make sure that we're kind of ruling out underlying factors. And while we're dealing with all of those things, hormonal balances, everything like that, um, acupuncture can be a really, really great option to help treat insomnia, depression, anxiety, lower stress. It's a really relaxing um, therapy. And a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, getting needles doesn't sound relaxing. But any of my patients who get acupuncture are like, oh, okay, this isn't like going for a needle of some sort. It's it's a very different experience. So. The way I do acupuncture is I basically, from your intake, I make a diagnosis from an acupuncture, uh, from a Chinese medicine standpoint, and then I come up with a protocol. So I wanna give you guys a couple points that you can do at home. I have this book here, so hopefully I can show you and then show you a picture. Might make it a little bit easier. And then you can do these things. You can also do this on your partner or kids or anything like that. So. The first point I'm going to show you is on your wrist. So I'll show you on this wrist. So what you're going to do is you're going to, so put your hand out like this and you're going to take two fingers and go down over by the thumb side of your wrist and you're going to go down two fingers and then you're going to, wait, am I, let me just get this out so I can show you, make it easier. Okay. So this point that I'm going to show you is really, really great for anxiety it's good for calming the mind but it's also good for things like um motion sickness so if you um get motion sick this is a really great point so you're going to hold your wrist you're going to put two fingers and so i'll try to come up really close but you have two if you kind of flex your wrist there's two little tendons right here so you'll see they're kind of down the middle of your wrist and they are hard to separate. Some people you can see them. I find in men they're easier to see. So basically you're going to take two fingers, you go here, and then at the end you're going to find that spot and you're going to push, try to push in between those tendons. Um, 
That's okay, Amanda. Um, so you're gonna push right here. So this point is really good for motion sickness, um, calming the mind. It's good for relaxation, insomnia. I'm gonna show you on this picture though. So if you see, it's PC6. So you're going to find the two spots. So it's basically a two finger length and then you're gonna go there. That's a really easy spot. If you've ever used the motion sickness bands, that's where they put it. So oftentimes I'll do needles there, but if you're at home, you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, you can just get your partner to kind of push push here for a while. It really does make you feel more relaxed. That's the one. Um, that one's a little bit harder to find, so that's why I kind of um, flubbed with, with describing that, so sorry. Uh, the next one I wanna talk about is your heart points. So Chinese medicine, every single meridian on the body is related to an organ, and so your heart points are basically around your pinky pinky finger on the outside of your like the outside side of your wrist and your arm. And so there's a lot of points that are close together. So I'll show you in the book here. If you look at the pinky side, you'll see all those HTHT points along the side if you can see that. Um and so the heart meridian in Chinese medicine helps to calm the mind. So we're going to calm anxiety, palpitations and ca just calm your mind. So what I would recommend doing is actually, because they're so close together, you could just kind of push them all. So you're gonna go to your pinky finger side of your wrist and you're just gonna bring your fingers. So you have a bone right here. You just bring your fingers and push here. So this is getting on a, quite a few of the heart points. Just take a deep breath and kind of push on there. So you have the middle of the wrist, you have the side of the wrist. Again, it's so much nicer if someone else does it for you. So if you have a husband, partner, kid that wants to do something fun over um, the time off, they can press on these points for you. So there's those points that you can do. Another one that I like to do is called Yin Tong. This is your third eye. So if you've ever done acupuncture with me, I do this for pretty much every protocol. Um, it's really grounding, but literally it's just in between your eyebrows. So it's just you push here in between your eyebrows, calm the mind. Again, if someone else can push there, that's fantastic. Uh, and then the last one I want to show you is called GV20. Basically what you're going to do, so the easiest way to do this is you find the top of your ears, you put your fingers on the, the tips of your ears, and you're going to go right back to the top of your head. So you're not going to go to the top of your head here. You're going to actually go like your head will round at the, at the back, and you want to actually put your thumbs on the top of your head and kind of connect your middle fingers at the top and then it's gonna be right there. So imagine you're kind of sitting and a string is pulling you up. It's basically at the top there. And so this is another point that's really great with grounding, bringing you down um, and really calming the mind in that way. So again, if you can press there, you can have someone press there, but it's just the point right there at the top of your head. So hopefully that helps. Some stuff you can do at home, some blood sugar regulation tips. If you joined this at the end, I talked about all that at the beginning. If you have any questions, you can just comment below uh, or send me a message, but this will be available till tomorrow at this time. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy your day. Bye.